0: So how do referrals happen? Referrals happen because we love the experience we had with that person. Let's say Doug Hauser. We love what's behind Doug Hauser, this brand that we personify emotionally in our minds. And we say, I like this so much that I'm proud about this relationship and I would like to share it with a friend who I also love.
1: From Ray & Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit-and-tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization to grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, please visit our website at wwwracpacom podcast and sign up for updates. How important is your company's brand? As a business leader, you've worked hard to build a company on key values, instill a solid company culture, and deliver an excellent experience. These qualities have all shaped your business's brand, but what if you were faced with a really tempting opportunity or a decision that would ultimately take you out of sync with the brand you worked so hard to build? What would you do? Our guest on today's episode of Unsuitable is branding expert, Brad Circoni. Brad has helped develop the brand voice of countless companies, And today, we're going to talk about why brand is ultimately so important to the future success of your organization. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Brad.
0: Thank you, Doug. Glad to be back on the show.
1: Well, glad to have you as well because you are just uh, someone I look up to as a podcast host. And you've got a great new podcast of your own right? called Getting the Brand Back Together. Love the euphemism there with you uh, and, and your music history as well, which we'll get into. But talk a little bit. You know, I, I listened to your episode last week, and I thought this was phenomenal for all business owners out there. You know, about these kind of these pillars of of your brand. So talk a little bit about that for me, uh, if you can.
0: Yeah, and when we when we you know talk about the pillars of the brand, we're talking about those things that make you different, and they're they're items that should be genuine to the brand. Uh, You brought up in the intro there, whether it's the company culture, whether it's putting people first, but typically when we build brands and we build the pillars of brands, we do it with what we call the five P's. People, products, philosophy, process, and programs. Okay. We can align those five P's authentically to the brand and then allow the customer to tell the story about how they Mm. feel about those peas. All we have to do is give them a megaphone. A great brand is a megaphone. Yeah. Great point. Back to itself. It doesn't have to be invented. It has to be cultivated. Yeah. And too many brands nowadays spend time trying to invent something Mm. that's game changing, you know, and the truth of the matter is there's nothing better than watching old Italian carpenter finish his piece of work and pound that wood into a space and say, voila. Yeah. That's the moment of authenticity. And that's, all, that's why we use the five Ps as pillars to help our clients build and share that authenticity, like inside of Ray. The Ray yeah. way is a magical statement that you guys use. When we talk about our brand. And if you think about the Ray way, and these are very simple statements, so the listener can understand what the Ray way is it is our founder's way, Ray's way of doing business. And they're very simple, empathetic values, right? Yeah. And he did a great job of that. And that kind of just sets up cornerstones to build the brand. So that's what we mean by pillars. You've got to start with what's true to the brand, invite your customers into it, and your clients, and your employees and ask them to voice how they feel about that brand to the world
1: yeah i think you put that so well and and a couple of key things there it has to be authentic and genuine right it can't be invented and part of the way that i take most personally that i try to adhere to and it's very simple is be a ray ambassador and you kind of mentioned it there no matter what your business is or or your brand you want to be an ambassador for that right and and you, it's got to be authentic and genuine so how, how does a company how does a company build that over time
0: part of it is confidence in just being who you are and being proud of that and the other part of it is management getting the hell out of the way <laughs> indeed a big part a of it is, is management allowing the that the people first mentality to actually Lead. If you think of premium brands, premium brands are very good at letting the product or the program lead the brand because they're premium. Yet, when you get into what I like to call standard brands or even cost of entry brands, there's this selling cycle that starts to happen, this pitching. Mm. And that is, you know, I call disequity in a brand. It's static, it's getting in the way of the voice. And so if you can build this confidence and you can get the CEO to be proud, but be a leader behind the brand, behind her people, Yeah, that is the moment. I mean, if you think of great brands, who, who did that? Lincoln, Walt Disney, Bezos, right? Right. Amazon, Disney. D- Disney, he's a cartoonist. Whether you like the product or, or what
1: it is or not, you can't argue with the brand itself and how how they're defined.
0: And how you feel about it. So really, yep. great leaders understand that the brand is the currency. Yeah. And the ethos is what makes, allows them to be great leaders. It's not them. I, I love that. The
1: brand is the currency. We had this kind of online conversation, I think a week ago, you, you know, you're obviously your background in, in music going way back. What are the best brands in music? Yeah. Not the best bands, right? Right. And, and you brought up Kiss and I, you know, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of their music, but what a brand, right? I mean, they you, you don't have to say anything more. And yeah. another one I thought of was the Grateful Dead, too. Same kind of thing. I mean, deadheads, everything. I mean, you know what that brand is, you know what they stand for,
0: right? Right, right. Well said, you know, I, I, I got some uh, other comments on LinkedIn and Facebook, you know, like ACDC. Yeah. And then Southern rock bands like Leonard Skynyrd or, you know, the original alt band, if you will, country alt band, REM.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so you think about the, these these brands are creating entire categories, right? Yeah. And so again, it is about that brand, but, but the brands we just talked about, Kiss authentically lived the way they wrote. Yeah. Obviously, so did The Grateful Dead. <laughs> Obviously, so did ACDC. Obviously, so does REM, right? And Bono, one of the greatest brands ever. You too. Yeah. Just as a pure brand, he's an ambassador for Red. You know, he, he's an ambassador for all the things that he believes in.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's no doubt that it's a part of the whole way that it's authentic and genuine, and and how they live. So, no doubt about it. So, talk a little bit about, you know, you talked about that megaphone and kind of valuing the, the value of, of story holders. So, how do we get our brand ambassadors, our, our clients, and, and the people that we do work with, how do we get them to, you know, want to have that megaphone and tell that story out there?
0: Just by understanding, I think the sensitivity, as in previous podcasts, you guys have used this word and it's called connection.
1: Mm.
0: And connection comes and and doug I've, I've seen you with with your clients and the ones you've had on a guest you know connections come with a great deal of trust and again that word confidence and competence right You know we say in the in the brand business in the ad business you know you you don't lose a customer because you take a risk and it doesn't work. you lose a customer when you stop caring mm. And one of the keys in when we talk about branded leadership or a leader being a great brand for the company is you have to understand that the brands, all of that brand equity is really personified through the customer's measurable emotional perceptions of the brand at that time. So how do referrals happen? Referrals happen because we love the experience we had with that person, let's say Doug Houser. We love what's behind Doug Hauser, this brand, that we personify emotionally in our minds. And we say, I like this so much that I'm proud about this relationship and I would like to share it with a friend who I also love. Yeah, yeah. That's how rock bands become huge. That's well, yeah, well said. The same way of how brands, whether it's a law firm, whether it's an accounting firm, which people think of as conservative, right? They aren't. It's about how much can we increase the value of the relationship with our customers? It's not about, oh, we only got a tax return and we're not doing business consultancy. Gosh, I'd love to do business consultancy. Well, you have to earn that gateway. That gateway is earned through the value of the relationship. Yeah. And great brands, you know, if you think about that value, I I talk about a brand being currency. And that's what I always think about. It's a stock market. A brand is a stock market. Sometimes they invest too much in us. Sometimes we're mitig- Sometimes we're too conservative when we should be pushing our relationships forward, right? But if you think about it, a connection, every action, every interaction with that customer does what? It moves brand value. Yeah. You do more or less with that customer just by moving brand value. I once did a, a thing with a very, how do I say this? A very non-technology group that I was doing some educational classes for at Notre Dame.
1: Okay.
0: I read, and I passed out a piece of paper. I called it a personification tablet. And I use this in my podcast before people come in. So I can come on so I can get to know what their brand's about. I passed out this piece of paper and it says your favorite dog breed. What's the best book you ever have written? If you were going to work for a newspaper, what newspaper would it be? Um, what's your favorite color? And there must've been 65 people in this class. Yeah. And this was the icebreaker. And I said, who likes Labrador, watches CNN, reads the Wall Street Journal, and loves the color red? Three people. Wow. Yeah. And I said, well, this meeting is over. You people each other, right? You're already connected.
1: Connectivity, yeah.
0: Connectivity. And that's the key to relationship and brand value. And that is what makes great brands
1: great. So is that I never kind of put it together in that sense. That's that's awesome. Um, is that how you kind of made your way from music to to what you do today? Is is that sense of connectivity? Because that's what you were trying to do with uh, with your band back in the day. Or
0: I've never thought of it. But now that you say that, and you and I have had many conversations on this subject matter, you are correct. That's that's so interesting. My whole life has been about performance, whether it's academic performance, whether it's athletic performance when I was younger, as you can know, <laughs> whether it's stage performance, right? Yeah. Whether it's work performance or whether it's how am I performing as a friend? Yeah. You know, and so I mean performance by all those, by all those different connotations of the word. And, you know, speaking about brand value, I, I, uh, we, we have a thing when we onboard and, and, we, to your connectivity about what you just said about, you know, that that's what you're trying to do is make connection. And that's what it's about. And we always tell clients once we onboard them that, cause we're big on differentiation, Doug, you know, that's what we do. Yeah, And when it comes to branding and we always say, you know, the, the promises you make differentiate you, but the promises you keep define you and the brand.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I wrote Melissa who, you know, with all, all um, being open here, Ray actually is my accounting firm for our firm. Yeah. And I wrote Melissa just today a note. And at the end of the note, I said, thank you for being a professional who I do not have to chase. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's still service. <laughs> right because she was on a project that's very important to me and that she cares enough to say what i know is nothing but as soon as i know something i'll let you know yeah means i have the right person on the case that's brand that's not salesmanship that's beyond relationship that's brand
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's just all it takes is that empathy, right? Because you you wouldn't do that if it weren't genuine. So that's, that's awesome. So
0: exactly right. Exactly.
1: Now you've always been a guy who's not afraid to break the rules, right? You know, (laughs) so how do you, you know, you've got to Force somebody? Well, I shouldn't say force, but you got to get that in your mindset, right? To not be afraid to break the rules. How do you? How does that resonate, like, with a, a, a CPA firm like ours when you say you? You know, you guys got to think about breaking the rules. We're like, oh my god, you know, you scare the hell out of us when right, you say right.
0: that. Right, and you know, the, the, there's another way of saying that, and you've heard this analogy too about stretching that rubber band, right? But I, I think for, I would say that great brands, no matter their industry. Create products, programs, people, or processes that breaks the rules. If you think of the Ray Way as a value system, which it is, it's also a journey, by the way, but the Ray Way itself did it breaks the rules today because it's such a legacy idea. Right? Yeah. Because it's so homespun, Doug, yeah, that it breaks the rules today. If you just look at the platforms today of innovation, well, we can do this app does this, you know, let's use Slack for this. We're doing anything creative, right? We've got Zoom now. Everything is solved by a platform. And yet Ray's business ethic, Ray's brand energy comes from these moments of human connection. Yeah. So even though that seems that that's how it was started when, you know, Ray started it, that's awesome, but the truth of the matter today, it's almost counterintuitive. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: It's groundbreaking.
1: Yeah, so I, I love this, and so it, with your own, I want to get into your podcast, getting the brand back together. I mean, you've had already some some great guests, you know, Jamie Richardson from uh, White Castle, and you know, speaking of great brands, I mean, there's no hardly anything more iconic than than White Castle, right? They invented
0: the they invented the, the hamburger chain.
1: Yeah. What kind of things are you trying to explore on that podcast and that folks can tune in for and and get more of this fantastic insight there?
0: Thank you for bringing that up. And it, it is this interdisciplinary look at banding, branding, and business building. I was in a band for X amount of years. I've been doing branding for the same amount of years. And what's amazing is it's the same thing. You know, I talk to the people behind my podcast that are all music guys and gals, and I say to them, branding is writing a song, right? There's a verse, there's a pre-chorus, and there's a chorus. The chorus is the, num- the name of the company. It's its tagline. The pre-chorus is the moment before purchase intention when I'm going to buy from them. And the verse... How that song starts, if you think about a great Dylan song, a great Clapton song, just a stroke of that C chord, and all of a sudden, these few poetic lines. That's the moment of introduction of you and a brand. Yeah. Right? So I think really, to your point, we have been doing... I have, in my agency that I've owned have, and now we're heavily into podcasting, we've been doing banding, branding, and business building for a long time. You know, we say that we make, you know, smart brands... Entertaining and entertaining brand smart. It's because that's where we come from. Yeah, you know, in CEOs, in my when I meet a CEO, I love to meet CEOs because they are the ultimate brand ambassador, right? Right. Well, so I think that CEOs, in their way of doing it, every handshake, every lunch that they're walking on stage. Yeah, they're walking on stage, right? So we call them rock star CEOs and CEO rock stars. And believe me. There are bands and performers that have done an unbelievable job with their brand, right? Right. They act more like chief executive officers than cheap, cheap or chief entertainment officers.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Well, they do. Yeah. Well, some of the some of the greatest CEOs are actually chief entertainment officers. Yeah. I, you know, you, you say that,
1: and I think back. You're right, but they they live that brand. You can tell they're they're true ambassadors for for that brand, and everybody yeah, I was knows it.
0: To Stacy Board from Shadowbox Live, yeah, yeah, who I believe again disclosing this is is a client of Ray's, yep. and and we have been they have been a longtime client of Circoni. When I had her on, she said, "I love Stacy," and she said, "I guess Brad, you know, you're you're the wordsmith. You tell me, but this is just how I live." Yeah. You're talking about she puts on her CEO executive hat, right? Right. And then it's 3.30 and they have a rehearsal and now she's the chief entertainment officer. <laughs> and to her, it's the same hat. And she can't believe people go, well, you just changed your hat. She says, no, I didn't. It's the brand.
1: It's how I live, right? How I live, right, right, right. And it's apparent and it's authentic and genuine. It comes across that way. So
0: It no does in that. their shows, the way they run business and the way she says hello.
1: Yeah. So, okay, I think to my world, like, construction clients and and so if I'm a, a $25 million a year paving contractor, how do I re reframe or or reimagine kind of that thinking into into my business? Is there, you know, is there an approach to doing that?
0: Yeah. And that's a great question, by the way. I would just say to them, what we think we sell is not what we sell. Those things are called products. And what we sell is not just creating the right solution because that's still an understatement to what we sell. What we sell is the impact of solutions, Mm -hmm. impact of products. That's what great brands do. They sell the feelings of an impact way down the road. We have a client that puts in only installs floors. For major brands, some of which are from Columbus, Ohio, some from all over the world. But they aren't installing floors. They are creating the sight lines for one hell of a branded experience for customers who are coming to a restaurant to celebrate their lives. Yeah. We don't install floors, right? So this client's brand is based off its people, just like people first, like Karen was saying. Yeah, yeah in one of the podcasts will be coming out on unsuitable people first. Well, we don't call our flooring installers flooring installers because they have a protocol that they have to succeed through. It's a five-step protocol. They're master craftsmen. That's awesome. They are proud to be craftsmen of all kinds of flooring materials. So you begin by reversing the brand. It's not a product. It's not a solution. It's the impact of the customer's feeling about what you do for them. I love that and that certainly can apply
1: to any business and and all of us and in our lives and and what what we do. So yes. That is, that is awesome. Well, I, I, I could sit here and talk about this all day. And, and certainly, I want to give you a chance too. What, what, how do folks check out your podcast as well, Getting the Brand Back Together?
0: Yeah, so it's Getting the Brand Back Together. And we have a uh, microsite set up at GBBT, GBBT.fm. And of course, they can get the podcast just by typing in Getting the Brand Back Together on Spotify, Apple, or wherever they get their podcasts.
1: That is awesome. So be sure to check that out, as well as uh, certainly future episodes of uh, Unsuitable. And I know we'll have Brad back on to talk about this. This, uh, you know, it's truly. I I love uh, talking about this stuff. It's fascinating, and I always learn so much. So, thanks, Brad, for for being on with us today. So, thank you for having me, Doug. Absolutely. And uh, if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raisecpa.com podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional.
0: The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.